WCB Podcast, your source for all things Chicago Blackhawks and everything hockey, with your host, Let's do it. Jerem and Tanner. All right. It's another edition of the WCB Podcast. It's Jerem and Tanner. What's up, bud? Nothing much, man. Just uh, watching something kind of like hockey. <laughs> watching the Hawks get scored on a lot lately, actually. Oh, I was going to say, I mean, you, you can't be talking about Blackhawks hockey because that's been just non-existent. It's been, it's been, it's been hockey. <laughs> So we're talking about like going into this year, we're fine with losing games, but keep it competitive. Well, this team is just pretty much just giving us the finger and saying, we're not even trying. And I mean, they are trying. I don't think they are. I really don't think they are. I feel like they are. It's not like they're not getting shots or anything. They just like cannot score. I can't believe that a team is this bad. I can. This is what this is what it was supposed to be. <laughs> I know, but still, not good. Um, yeah, real quick, a stat like in context of like what we're dealing with, the Hots' first fifteen games of the season, six six and three. Hots' last fifteen games, one thirteen and one. Let's go. And that one win was stupid. That should have never have happened. <laughs> The Rangers should have kicked their ass. Well, the Rangers were eating a lot of shit at that point. And that's when, ever since then, they haven't lost a fucking game. Up the beast. Yeah. Which is perfect because, I mean, if they want somebody to help them out and they want like a Patrick Kane. I'll say, now we'll, hey, you're welcome, Rangers, getting your season back in order. Now give us two first rounders so we can give you Kane and you guys can finish the job. Yeah. There you go. That's fine. It's fine with me. That game happened a little bit later in the week. Uh, the Hots played three times between us, our last episode. And there's a theme between all these games. And we'll see if you catch on pretty quickly. Uh, first, they played on Thursday uh, against the Vegas Golden Knights. They lost that one 4-1. to one. Yeah. Then, on Friday, they were up in Minnesota playing the Minnesota Wild and they lost four to one. Yep. That game I actually got to watch a little bit of. And what I watched of it besides Hextall calling the game and just making it goddamn awful even worse. Well making shitty hockey listen to her call the game is just a goddamn nightmare. But the few times I watched that game, it was the first time like I know this team's bad, but it was like It was my glass shatter moment. Like, oh no, this team is really bad. Like they had a power play and they gave up three odd man rushes on that power play. And yeah, baby. One one was almost a goal that just took a weird bounce. And Seth Jones was just able to get his stick in to to scoop it out. Well, Uh, this game could have easily been like eight to one. Razik made a lot of like massive saves. <laughs> it was pretty good. He had a lot of massive saves and he let in a lot of stupid goals. Hey man, not everything can look amazing. So I feel bad, but hey, we're losing. It's good. <laughs> Fast forward to Sunday and the New York Rangers were in town. And you know what? This is supposed to be a happy day. 
Patrick Kane, Jonathan Taves were playing their 1,000th career game together. You know, the era of Taves and Kane has brought us so many good memories. It was like over 530 wins. Um, I think there's like 300 combined points to each other, like assisting on their goals or some of the stats along that. Uh, Coach Richardson did the right thing, and he had Kane and Taves start the game together. Everything was building up for, you know, a feel-good story. Let's get this losing streak over, have the Hawks win, and get things, you know, have a good moment there. They end up losing 7-1. to <laughs> Hey, feel-good moment. My favorite moment from that game, though, had to be when Truba scored. <laughs> yeah. And he asked Anthony uh, you if he wanted the puck. <laughs> After Anthony you talked some shit about him being an $8 million player without uh, any points. <laughs> and he got to do something. And fucking since, on the board that game. Since that happened, the Rangers have won seven in a row. Yep. And Truba has two goals. Yeah. Struck a chord, <laughs> that Athanasia, Athanasiu guy. So Rangers, you owe us a lot. So if you yeah, want to like throw in a couple extra picks on top of those two first rounders, we'll take it. Yeah, you know conditionals, that's fine. <laughs> you can have this pick now. You can have this pick later. It doesn't matter as long as it's in this draft. That's fine. Um, I thought it was kind of funny though. Like after the Ovechkin hat trick, they gave up a hat trick to Zuccarello in the Minnesota game. I was like, okay, I guess we're just oh, gonna yeah. give up hat tricks every other game now. Everything was so, marked for um Panarin to get a hat trick that game too. I, I like we were, we were Panarin. Joking. No, we were joking like, oh, here comes a oh. Panarin. Like there were so many who came close. Um, somebody had two, didn't they? Or is it not? Zabanjad. No, Zabanjad didn't even score. Oh no, he no no. They had seven goals from seven different players. Wow. Kittle, Panarin, Kako, Truba, Trocheck, Kravtsov, and Brodzinski. And that's really surprising that Zabanajed was not on the score sheet there. I mean, he had two assists. Yeah, but he didn't score. He's a huge scorer. Remember the Hots had depth like that? Yeah. Yeah. Now the Hawks are just depth. That's all they are. <laughs> and to make things worse too, looking at them, I, I just I cannot get behind those reverse retros. I just I don't mind them. They're fine. They're not like the good like the best. I was gonna say the goodest. That's fucking goodest. So I think if, if they would have put the Indian logo on the front, it would have been a lot better. Do like the old school style, like Yeah, I don't know if they're gonna do that anymore. I know that's stupid. I'll let things cool down. <laughs> stupid. Um, so that was a very bad week of hockey. Um like I don't really want to talk much about the games that happened because it's like repeat exactly copy paste what we talked about the week before and the week before that and the week before that and the week before that. And it's it's really just try not to get shut out. <laughs> That's kind of all it's been. I mean, like I said, though, like they're getting shots, just like nothing's going in. I feel like they're not really getting many like follow up chances. They outshot the wild. They tied Vegas in shots. Fucking. I mean, let me pull up the uh, Rangers game because I don't think the shots were really that far off in that game either. It's just Uh, they give up better chances than they get. No, they and outshot they, the Rangers. They, 
they outshot the Rangers. And the other good thing, too, is they're fucking killing in the faceoff circle every game, too. They're number one in the league in faceoff percentage. I know, but so like, there are positives, but then they're just like, they're also like hitting the shit out of everybody still. They're I, just not converting. Yeah, it's funny too though. Like I see comments about it. People are like the Chicago Blackhawks proving that faceoff went or faceoff percentage is a useless stat. <laughs> I mean, it's good to have possession, but like when you give it up, you can't right do it. Away, yeah, they like, just keep doing it with it. Yeah, it, but like if you if you were to possess the puck after you fucking win the faceoff oh. and do something with it, then yeah, it's great. But like the good thing with that, the, like the positive out of that is you're adding more value to Dome. Um and and Taves when it comes to trade value like like listen you need a guy that needs to win a big draw in a big situation yeah here you go like these guys can do it they're proven to do it this year they're they're top in the league like like that's a positive I guess you're more reason to like hey get the hell out of Chicago <laughs> yeah hey you need a guy. Third period, and you're in your defensive zone, and you need that big faceoff win. Or if you're in the offensive zone, you need that big faceoff win. Guess what? We got guys. <laughs> we got guys. We got guys that can do it. But if you want to possess the puck after that, you better have those guys. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we got nobody there. <laughs> but another positive that is coming out of this spell of games. Get hard for Bedard or get silly for Fantilli are in full effect. The Blackhawks mm-hmm. are officially dead last in the NHL. Yes. <laughs> they, the Ducks somehow have won two games in a row in regulation. They're streaking. They're streaking. We still have a better points percentage than them because we have um, fewer games played. No, they have a better points percentage now. Nope. 328, we have 300. It's a regulation point percentage. I don't, that's what's on. I don't, for some reason, that's what's displayed on hockey reference. So I don't know why they go that, off. I'm, just looking, I'm just looking at NHL stats. Yeah, that would make more sense. I don't know. I guess it doesn't, that doesn't really matter as much as the points percentage. It's like once the games are all played, then it's really who has the, the better record in regulation overtime wins. That's when I guess regulation points percentage that really matters. But it doesn't matter. That's only if it comes down to ties, though, right? Yeah, that's only if it comes down to a tie. Right. Okay. That's why I was confused. Like I thought it was just purely on points, but then I also saw some things like oh, points percentage and all this, and I'm like, wait a second. Yeah. If you're, I mean, you're gonna go points percentage if you're um, tied in points currently because not everybody has the same amount of games played. You know, like, but at the end of the season when everybody's got 82, then it's fucking points. Like, yeah, point percentage doesn't mean shit because it's like, yeah, we all have the same kind of shit going on. Yeah. So the um, Hawks have three are three points behind Anaheim for the thirty first spot in the league. The Hawks have two games in hand. I mean, we still got a shit ton of hockey to play here, so it's like you can't really like get excited. But like, hey, they're doing the right thing. They're on the right track. That's that's what matters here. I didn't even realize this too, which is kind of funny. But after that Rangers win, we had cut off what an eight game losing streak, and we're already back at seven. <laughs> oh yeah, this is what it must feel like in Buffalo, like for the past ten years. <laughs> it's like yeah. fuck, they're just really flirting with that ten game, but I don't know if it's gonna happen. It, I mean, it probably will. Nah, not and maybe not this streak. The only thing that I'm worried about. So looking ahead, real quick here, Nashville comes in on Wednesday. 
mm-hmm. um, 13, 13, and four. And the one that I'm nervous about is Columbus. They're in on Friday. They're currently 10, 19, and I, two. I bet that game is going to be fucking awesome. Might be a good one. Because they can't stop the puck. We can't stop the puck. It's going to be like a fucking nine to eight game. Let's go. <laughs> 14 shots for each team. <laughs> nine to eight score. <laughs> Hopefully fucking Goudreau goes off finally. in because I like fantasy talk here. I just, the kid, the guy is fucking killing me this year. Oh, well, I mean, line is back. I wasn't he, he was hurt for a bit. I don't know when he got back though, but he's been doing something, a little something lately. But yeah, I guess Columbus, not, I guess, man. Columbus is in town on Friday. They're currently in a four game losing streak. They are four points above the Hawks right now in the standings. And then on the following Tuesday, I believe, after Christmas, the 27th, maybe. Yes. Yeah, the 27th. Uh, their Hawks are in Carolina, who are 19, 6, and 6. So if we beat Columbus, we'll start another losing streak on that Tuesday. Yeah, probably. Carolina. I mean, I honestly have not heard much about them this year because I think it's just been like New Jersey and Boston are kind of like the the teams that everybody's looking at. But Carolina's tied with Jersey right now in points. Yeah. And they just they just won nine out of their last ten. It's like Carolina's probably getting getting their shit together right now. Plus, what was it? Pacioretty's fucking uh, skating now too. I don't know if he's playing. Yeah, probably... he he's supposed to be back. Like I think mid January or oh, like, so early. soon. Yeah, he's gearing up. So this team's only gonna get better. New Jersey's kind of coming back down to earth. Um, oh, the other thing with fucking sorry to interrupt, but oh, go ahead. um. Because we're still on Carolina Hot a bit. Stuff, yeah. Uh Peter Kochekov, that kid's killing it. Yeah. And he got a new deal. And geez, like fucking Freddie Anderson, I feel so bad for because like you're playing so well in Carolina. You're playing well in Toronto too, but like the injuries are kind of piling up. Every and time then, he gets something going, he gets hurt. And, and then all of a sudden this kid's just like, I'll just take over. <laughs> yeah, like the the one game earlier on in the season against the Hawks. And I think it was like his first game of the season and fucking shut out. And I was like, well, <laughs> God damn it. And He's so like what? Three shots this year. I think two or three right now. It's it, just looking at his cap friendly stats. He's got 14 games played with a 2.0 goals against average and a nine, two, three save percentage. So if that's the goalie of the future for Carolina, like if you have him locked up for at 2 million for the next four years, like, how much more do you think that extends their window of like being able to compete for a championship? Like at least, at least like the next like two seasons. He does have the, three shutouts. He does. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's, that's fucking crazy. And you talk but, about poor Freddie Anderson, poor auntie Ratna. Every time he thinks he's finally yeah. going to starting stop <laughs> yeah. and then some young kid comes and steals it from him. <laughs> yeah. Hopefully he doesn't fucking hope they lose in the playoffs. Like he did when the Hawks were winning oh. in 2015. I forgot about that. Yeah, right. Wait, but yeah, man. Carolina's sneaky fucking coming up big. And so, jeez. Yeah, the Hawks are going to probably get smoked that game, too. Every time in our group chats, I go, what are the chances <laughs> that the Hawks are going to get fucking smoked today? They let up at least six goals. Right. <laughs> so maybe I just, like, keep predicting that. Or if I 
like yeah you nailed it with Washington. you nailed it with Washington you nailed it with New York yep and Boston yeah <laughs> oh my god yeah keep doing that maybe yeah. you just do it I mean if you're if you're, like <laughs> should put it like a uh a message out on like Instagram or something like a story and be like Tanner said what are the chances this team wins tonight so bet the over like <laughs> like what are the chances this team gets like smokes the fucking hawks and like, you just do oh. Tanner's like Tanner's betting corner and then you yeah. just be, like say that the Days the halter and get blown out, and then okay, there's your over. Yeah, basically, fucking. I love uh, the fact. So like, we're. I don't know if you have anything else from like these games or what's coming up, but um, we were mentioning beforehand like they called up Isaac Phillips, and so when you look at the games ahead, and it shows you like last five games played, like here's like the leading points getter, here's had the most goals, most assists, and Isaac Phillips is like has the best plus minus for the Hawks right now <laughs> in the last five games because everyone's a fucking massive minus. Is everybody anyway. finally a minus? Because I think Johnson was a, the only, oh, like... In the last five games. Oh, least. last five games? Okay. Jake McCabe's a plus two um, on the season. He's the only wow. plus player. I don't understand that. I don't know. Maybe... Oh, Johnson's a minus one. Tanner's a minus 22. Putting up Ovechkin numbers there. Yeah, right. Going for the green jacket this year. I mean, Seth Jones is a minus 21. And maybe, maybe they'll be just trying to go for it, the two of them. Let's see. I want to see what the plus minus ranking is right now for the gold jacket. Super early. Gold jacket, green jacket. Green jacket. Yeah, Patrick Kane. Wow. He's in the running right now. Number one at minus 22. Ryan O'Reilly, minus 21. Tory Krug, 21. Seth Jones, 21. Wow. And then Jake uh, Batherson at minus Drake. 20. I was going to say, man, you, you think that there's no competitions between St. Louis and Chicago still. Fucking guess what? <laughs> in the top 10 for the running for the green jacket, the Hawks have three or four players. Fuck yeah. Let's go. Kane, Jones, Jack Johnson, and Kurashev. Damn. It's I feel man, watching Kurashev play, it's so frustrating because I feel like he gets so many chances and like just can't find the back of the net. He's the new he's the new Kubalik. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah, like he, he scored got- he scored in the Rangers game, but like I don't know how many times like whenever a hawk like the Hawks get a chance. And you hear like Kershev, oh, it's like fuck. Always, there's always one hawk that gets bitten, like snake bitten, and just cannot finish what they like. They should have so like he should probably be flirting with double digit goals at this point. Oh yeah, and, and it's it, it's frustrating because like you can see it too, and I'm worried that during the off season because he only signed a one year deal that like they'll just let him walk. And then it'll be like a Kubelik situation where he'll he'll end up going to fucking Detroit. Detroit. That's where and... that's where all these types of players end up going. Duter, and then Kubelik. and then he'll have 20 goals in 30 games next year. And he'll put up like six against the Hawks in the two games they play him. Yeah, yeah. It would be like everything that he touches ends up going in when everything he touched here like can barely fucking hit the net. But I like Kur- I like Kershev. I think he's I... Like, it's so funny that he's like the piece that we have left from the Ryan Hartman trade. Oh yeah, <laughs> and it was just like a fourth rounder toss in, because it was uh, 
Hartman for what for the first rounder, which was Bowden, who's traded away. And uh, what's that kid's Vili Polka, right? Oh, yeah, no, no. Was it Polka? No, 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 it was um, fuck, what's his name? Ah, oh, I can't remember the guy, like, it was a guy that Bowman wanted forever, and then they finally got him, and he played like three games in the NHL. Oh, we just got him for a fourth round pick, we didn't get him. It was the four we we drafted we, him with the pick. We bet, yeah, we drafted him with the pick. Gotcha. Because I was looking for the trade on Cap Friendly. But... Oh no no no! Oh, fuck! What is that guy's name now? Um, I gotta go to Minnesota. <laughs> and uh, where's Minnesota on the cap? They're way out there. Oh, let's that? see. Trade history. Why is it I can never find Victor Edgesell? Yeah, that's the fucking guy. Billy Polka was the one for uh, uh, that's the Islanders. I forgot who we traded to them. Was that Nick Letty? Yeah, was it Nick Letty trade. I think. I don't know. Oh yeah, legit. Where? Uh, what did you find Minnesota? Oh, there they are. No, I just searched Hartman. <laughs> uh, I'm like looking for Minnesota, and I just don't don't see it. Okay, but all right, yeah, you're gonna beat me yeah. too. Um. I guess we you like oh my god box. hold on but put <laughs> this for like another day for maybe this off season when there's nothing to talk about building the all time wasted player like a roster out of wasted players like guys that had so much potential that just got ruined under like you know Stan Bowman's Blackhawks and or got traded before they could actually have potential or anything like that. Like oh, like like Boquist, Yokiharu, Polka. Yokiharu, you even doing good? I don't I have no idea. But that's, that's <laughs> a player that got he got traded. I think too soon before we could really see. Oh yeah, what he could do because I think legit. I think you could probably find a pretty good starting lineup in the NHL right now. Oh, he's hurt. Based on players that we just traded because Bowman's a fucking idiot. Oh, Philip Deneau, easily. No, yeah. Like, probably number one on that list. Even, like, Panarin. <laughs> like, Rinkin? he had good seasons and still ended up putting up, like, at least 30-plus more points in a, in a season in uh, Rangers. Uh, like, Jesus. I mean, Debrinke. That would be interesting. That'd... We don't know about Debrinke yet. He's that'd actually be... turning it up a bit now, but. Yes, shoving people on their ass in Detroit. Fucking yeah. But, yeah, uh... so those games coming up. Do you want to do three stars? Like, I legitimately don't know who you can even give three stars to. Uh, Jonathan Taves and Patrick Kane, all three stars, play 1,000 games together. That's about it. Because, <laughs> I mean, you could just go all the goal scores. <laughs> or we could always always third star is Reese Johnson. We can't think of it because I fucking love Reese Johnson. <laughs> I'm going to say Taves and Kane will get first and second star. We'll just do, like, a combo one. Yeah. And second. And then third star, let's give it to Kurashev because, hey, he was in Snakebin and he scored a goal. Yeah. For just getting a lot of scoring chances. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, so, yeah, a lot of the roster moves have been happening, too. You already mentioned the Blackhawks called up Isaac Phillips, uh, who's having a really good year in Rockford. Three goals, 14 assists, and 17 points in 25 games. The reason he got called up is because Tenorti is going on the IR because he broke his face. Um, he took a puck to the face against the Rangers. This was is that what happened? Yeah. I turned it on and they were cleaning up the ice and I was like, I don't know what happened. And yeah, then they were, a, they didn't fucking replay it because it was yeah. on ESPN and they were just like, shot. oh, 
took a shot to the face. And this was like a couple days, I want to say, that he just got like 50 or 100 stitches for getting a stick to the face. Yeah. So he is just having a rough go with uh, – it's really surprising for a guy so tall to get hit in the face <laughs> twice, like pretty, pretty stick, like soon after each other. The stick, I understand. The shot is uh, that's interesting. I mean, gotta shoot a pretty fucking high. To... I I've honestly enjoyed um, watching him play this year. Like what he's been from when he's been on the ice. Like he's I been do. leading the yeah. team in hits, and it's like. Yeah, man, I would fucking hate to be going into the offensive zone if that guy's going to meet you at the blue liner in the corner. Like, fuck that. And he's going to hit you. Like, he's huge, yeah. and he's going to hit you. Like, It's nice having a physically big defenseman again. Like, that, yes. like we have big defensemen, but they're not physical. You, They're just the – like, the new game of hockey is just all about skill and finesse and all that kind of stuff, and – it's really rare to see guys throwing the body out there. Although I was kind of talking about this with another uh, group of friends. What do you think about this? Do you feel like the game is going, is kind of starting to see a better balance of flashy skill and grit? I feel like this season we're seeing a lot more big hits and a lot more physical play than we have in the past couple seasons. Well, I, I think it's going to reach like a cyclical kind of point where you're going to end up getting like big guys. Well, it went from being like a big guy, like fucking beat you up league to like now spit like speedy skill where now it's kind of like you also, if you have a guy that can have skill and also beat you up, like that's going to be massive. Then it's, I mean, if you got if you have a guy that can fucking score from anywhere, like that's gonna be a thing. It just kind of I don't know rotates a bit. Like yeah. teams are gonna get smaller and skillful, and then they'll start to be teams that get bigger, and then those teams will follow suit, and then it'll be like a smaller thing again. It's it's just gonna rotate over and over. I just adapt to the Ovechkin style. Do yeah, everything. I mean, <laughs> yeah. Fucking who did he body? In the was it oh Toronto God, game? Toronto, yeah, just sent- oh, it was Connor Timmins. He sent yeah. him into the fucking bench. Oh God, I fucking love Ovi. It's eight hundred goals, and he's putting guys over the boards. Are you fucking <laughs> kidding me? Like that's crazy. Like it's nothing too. Like that's what's yeah. so fucking funny. Like he just made it look so easy. But yeah, it's just it's it's interesting to see just like kind of how it just repeats itself and like it comes back around. And if there's a way to find it, like that, like middle ground. Where it's like, you know, the skill players can do their skill things, but the big guys can still hit smart and, and you know, and not be like the dirty shot, dirty shit. It would be, I think that would make hockey absolutely perfect again. Yeah. Um, other injuries. Is Tyler Johnson still hurt now, too? Yes. He's still out. He re injured that ankle. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's played since the, is it Washington or Vegas game? I think it was Vegas. Yeah, he missed the third period of the Vegas game. For some reason, whenever the Hawks get hurt, they just skip out in the third period. It's a, Uh, yeah, I mean, it says he was day to day on the 15th, and that was the Thursday for the Vegas. So maybe he played that game. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. I, oh, yeah. No, it was, I don't know. He scored against Washington. So I don't know. Uh, Vlasic's, Vlasic got injured in the AHL. It's, I think it was, he broke his fibula, like his right fibula. Yeah. 
they have I don't know. Cat friendly has it listed as a foot, but I read fibula in an article. It's fibula. Um, um, he, he expected to be he expected to make a full recovery within six weeks. Nice. Um, I mean, also, it sucks because like I think he was doing pretty well. He was second on the team in plus minus in the in Rockford. Yeah, and it's weird to say it, but it's kind of I'm like it's like all right, it sucks, but it's like hey, at least that's a a reason to not drag him up and put him in the shit show up here. Like, oh yeah. So hopefully now he'll just stay in Rockford for the rest of the season and just kind of rehab it and and get better there. Yeah, I mean, don't rush, don't rush. <laughs> yeah, please don't rush anybody like that's under the age of twenty, what twenty three. Yeah, considered a prospect, do not rush him. Positive injury news, though. Um, oh, Salak yeah. is activated off the IR out of concussion protocol. He will be back in the lineup, um, has not played since November 1st. And thankfully, because of this, Soderblom is being sent back down to Rockford. So now he can get his confidence back and win some Dominate. hockey games. Dominate. Yeah. God, throwing him into that, like, it, I just thought of Anton Forsberg all over again, like, this goalie that had potential and gets thrown into a situation that he is not ready for. Yeah. And just fucking destroys the confidence of that player. Yeah, because what, Forsberg was thrown in as supposed to be a backup for Crawford, and Crawford got hurt, didn't he? Yeah, Crawford got hurt. and He was having injury issues, and he had no heart. Yeah, they had Forsberg nobody else. and like JF Rube, and they're just like, yeah, fucking go out there, bud. So, and then just watching him play, he was so he went 0 9 and 1 his last 10 games in Chicago. So, Arvidsson? yeah, or Arvid Soderbaum, not Soderbaum, yeah, Soderbaum. So, went 0 9 and 1 his last 10 games in Chicago. So, yeah, send him down to Rockford where they're having um, success is going to be very good for him. And you know what? That's gonna be good for that team. Yeah, and you know what? He played great. He did a good job playing when he did, and a lot of the time, you can't really blame him for some of the goals he's let up because yeah, the team is just not there to help him and support him and give him the the defensive support he needs. The the stats that our goalies have doesn't like it doesn't really reflect how well they're playing, um, because (laughs) like their stats are shit. But, yeah. like, every scoring chance that they have against them is, like, very, very quality. Like, I don't know. It's it's rough. <laughs> They're not getting a ton of help. Um, They're getting basically, like, the Arizona Coyotes treatment for goalies. But Arizona's doing better than us, so. That's because Vejmelka is fucking nasty. Yeah. They always end up with, like, a goalie that's, like, okay, I'm, this game I'm going to make 50 saves. <laughs> Just score one goal. <laughs> Do you think they're sitting there and they're just like, God damn it, just stop. Like, let in two more goals. Like, just stop it. You know, you're you're fucking this up. <laughs> I don't think they'll ever get a first overall pick, so I don't think they care. That's part no, that's part of the uh, arena agreement. They're gonna get the draft and they're gonna get a fixed lottery that year, so they win the first overall pick. They'll still end up with second. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh yeah so a couple other little news things well one cool thing we'll talk about real quick i'll just mention um pat foley and actually nick olchek 
are going yeah. to be calling the the winter classic for some radio station. Um, I don't know if it's a Sirius XM channel. Um, but yeah, they're, so they're going to be in the booth together, which is going to be kind of cool. Uh, fully calling another game and doing it with kind of his former partner, you know, got Nick Olchek sounds exactly like Eddie O. So it's- you fucking, yes, he does. <laughs> there was times I was confused last year. I was like, Oh, <laughs> sounds like Eddie. Nope. Yeah. So like, a, be- like a, a slightly, slightly younger. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Weird. So that'll be that'll be cool to to check out. Um, the winter class, if you don't know, is Boston and Pittsburgh in Boston at Fenway Park. Yeah, again, so, again. All right, some cool, um, interesting news. Now, rumors. It, it's rumors. It's hard. It's really hard to get into rumor talk right now because I still feel like it's too early, and it's like kind of you got to take everything with a grain of salt, but. I feel like once the the roster freeze is over after this holiday break, I forgot exactly when it's over. I kind of feel like that's going to be the window that some of these are going to start becoming more legit and and more in, like more fact based rumors. Um, two that came out recently, one real quick is Lafferty um, has a lot of interest from the Oilers, so that I mean that makes sense i guess for the type of team that they need they need to kind of replace the evander kane's like physical presence i guess i don't know not his scoring ability i don't don't know but whatever uh i mean he works hard and i guess the oilers want somebody that works hard i don't even know what do they do they need somebody that's like good on the penalty kill I don't know. I, I, not, like, I, I thought they just had Connor McDavid out there for 60 minutes. Like dry settle, yeah, dry settle McDavid. And it's another one of those teams that it's like you just you don't hear anything about them this year. You don't hear about them as a team. Right. You hear right, about yeah. McDavid and you hear about Dry Saddle, and yeah, that's about that's, it. Fair. It's really fair. Let's see. Their depth charts currently has, let's see, their top line, dry settle McDavid Hyman. Yanmark, Nugent Hopkins, Yamamoto, um, Fogle, Holloway, um, Pupu Jarvi. You just giggle at your own joke. I just <laughs> like, I know like I know I'm not gonna be able to pronounce his name. I'm gonna butcher it, so I'm just gonna make something Pupu up. Jarvi. Um Koskinen, Shore, and Ryan is their fourth line. So I mean I don't know. He's just a depth player, I would assume. But maybe somebody they're looking at to like fill in as a penalty killer that like I don't know, busts his ass and possibly gets better scoring chances. Would you take their um... their team? Te- oh my god, this team though. Sorry, but but their forward core: <laughs> McDavid and Drysidel, sixty four, fifty four in points. Nugent Hopkins, thirty eight. Zach Hyman, thirty four, and then it's. Eight on the fourth line for Derek Ryan, seven for Pooley Arby, seven for Yamamoto. How do you what? What what the fuck? Like, how do you <laughs> no one with more than 10 points on your forward? I mean, fucking the Hawks, but the Hawks suck. Yeah. <laughs> this is a team that's supposed to be competitive. <laughs> yeah, dude. Like. I Jesus Christ, what is happening? Speak- I can see why they want Lafferty because, like, yeah, maybe they- he gives them a better chance at somebody scoring. 
but he doesn't what does he have he doesn't really have that many points this year but he works hard fuck it's um pretty much what do you think of, would you do this it's pretty much considered that pool jarvi however you say his name is yeah he's, he's not done. coming back to edmonton will you do you trade him for lafferty one straight up i mean i don't really give a shit about him like <laughs> if he has if he has no value really like he he plays on a team with Connor mcdavid and still has less than 10 points that's like the craziest thing to me like Jason Dickinson has 10 points on the Hawks. Like, we have six forwards with at least 10 points. Like, sure, nobody in their fucking – in the 30s, but we at least have six guys with at least 10 points. Edmonton Oilers only have, like, four. Yeah. So what the fuck? That's so crazy. Um, Edmonton also just signed Stu Skinner to a extension, three years, uh, $7.8 million. Yeah, I'm upset that like uh, Jack Campbell's not having a good season because I like Jack Campbell. I think he's one of the more, most likable guys in the entire league. Oh yeah. I just I don't know. It's just I feel like Edmonton is where goalies go to die. Well, they they don't play defense apparently. Yeah. But after the Lafferty rumor, um, another rumor came out and. It's kind of, I don't know if this is like some sort of strategy by Ottawa to try to get like another defenseman, another team to like lower their asking price for their guy or something like, but I don't know. But allegedly the Ottawa Senators have called Blackhawks regarding Seth Jones. Yeah. Do it. Fucking pull the trigger. Do it. (laughs) Here is my question about that though is how much of his cap are you willing to eat? Two million. You think... Make him a a 7.5 player. I still don't know if people will do that. I I don't see why not. You, like, let's say they traded Nikita Zaitsev to the Hawks. He's making 4.5. You take on Zaitsev... And eat two million, so they're getting just basically like three million more, um, on their roster. What is their projected cap space is like a little over two, but it that all shit, all that shit changes like near the deadline. Yeah, because it's just like how much you have left towards the end of the season, which is another thing where like I think in the article that I don't know if you read it for the Seth Jones like rumors, but it was like also the Rangers they're their trade deadline cap space is about seven and a half million, which would facilitate a Caner trade with, with cap like retained without a 13. Right. Which is huge, which is going to really increase the Hawks value return. Yeah. And that's a, that's a big reason why you're not going to see a lot of trades until closer to the deadline, because that's when they'll be able to maximize their cap space. So I don't know because this does have long-term implications of cap space for them rather than just Caner's like rest of the season for Rangers, but you try and, I don't know, like even like, like Hamannick, maybe, I don't know. Cause you're, you're looking for a right-handed defenseman. So I don't, maybe you don't move a right-handed defenseman as like a swap, but you're going to probably want to give up some like cap space. 
Like I, it would, it would make sense as like just an easy upgrade from Nikita Zaitsev to Seth Jones. Like, don't get me wrong, I would love for them to be able to get off that contract off their books. Uh, oh yeah, get that space. At back. least the majority of it. The only problem, like I get, like my, I'm like, ah, I don't know, is just because how much cap they're gonna have to eat until twenty nine, the end of the twenty nine thirty season. Which yeah. is going to be well into when theoretically this team should be competitive. Well, what do you think the value of that is, though? If you eat that much cap for eight years or seven years after this, like, does that turn one one first into a first plus? Is it even worth a That's, first at this point? I, I think know. so. I think I feel like GMs probably value him as a for at least a first because he still is on the ice for like twenty five plus minutes a night. You ask any any random hockey fan out there, Seth Jones is the worst fucking player in the NHL. Oh yeah. That's what that's 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 hockey fans. I just yeah, I mean I think and I've been I also don't think Patrick Kane's worth a first either, too, which is fucking hilarious. Um I still stand by because we were pushing for Seth Jones all last year and all this. I stand by having Seth Jones on this team. I like Seth Jones. I don't like Caleb Jones anymore, but I I like Seth Jones. I what I don't like about Seth Jones is the contract, and you can't even fault him on that. Like, that's the stuff. Right. It's the same thing with the Seabrick situation. Like, I love Seabs, hated that contract he signed, but again, you don't fault the player because what's he going to say? Oh, well, you know what? By the time I hit this age, you know, that's going to be way too much money. So why don't you dock it a little? Like, that's not going to happen. Yeah. Whatever it's offered is, is going to be offered. The second Stan Bowman made that trade and made that contract signing, I knew this was going to fucking blow up in the hot's face yeah and it's uh, if if they would have stuck with fucking rebuilding when they said they were going to rebuild yeah you could have just got out. seth jones a year later and still without have boquist and without like giving up two first rounders like and geez. still would have had our two first rounders. One would have been that um, who was it? That um, oh, who's the guy that Paul Sillinger? Yeah, who's fucking great. He's he a, would be. He would definitely be a good addition at, at center for like building towards the future. Then who do they draft with this? Or was it this year's? No, last year's. It was right? this year. Well, this previous draft. Yeah, this this most recent one. We we traded up to get the pick right behind the pick we should have had. Yeah, um, or was it? It was like uh, some defenseman, I think. I forgot. Who was it? Was it? Was it? Where are you? Where are you? Okay. But yeah. Um, you find it. Trout Cole or David? Oh. <laughs> Let me find it. J I R I C E. Oh, you're 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 a chick. You're a chick. You're a chick. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah. Also, the fact that the that pick was only what was it top two protected? Oh, that's so dumb. Everybody does top ten protection, but no, not Stan. Not Stan. Oh, there was also a second tossed in there too. That's funny. But it's like the difference. This team would be the future of this team if fucking Stan could stick to his fucking guns and stay to his word about we're not going to go all in. We're going to retool and and rebuild this system. Like when he did that whole PR tour Mm -hmm. and we're like, yeah, yeah, finally, you know, we're buying into it. But we both said, we're like, we'll believe it when we see it. 
And literally, that was not even six months later. Mark Andre Fleury, Seth Jones, like Tyler Johnson, Tyler Johnson. It's like wow. I hate that he is still fucking in my head. Yeah, like frustrating me about what he's did, and he's not even a part of this team anymore. He's fired. He's gone. Like, yeah, there's there's things that we're just gonna have to live with for still a few more seasons (laughs) before it's over. And that's and that's another thing too is like all the all the fans that are like frustrated with this team. Well, guess what? You got to buckle up because the rebuild hasn't even started yet. We are still transition. When I'm seeing like comments online of people being like, "Oh, like how like where's the build in this rebuild?" It's like, what do you? It's not gonna take half a fucking season to turn it around. Like, what the fuck? Like the beginning of the rebuild is really this draft that's coming up. Yeah, like, this is the first. Yeah, this first draft or is getting or this next draft is giving the the true start of the rebuild. This year is all about fixing the mistakes that Stan made, getting first round picks back, clearing up cap space. Um, just not even just first round picks, general picks in general, and trying to like get some value from their players to try to rebuild the prospect pool and all that kind of stuff. Then when we're hopefully calling Connor Bedard's name, that or is Fantilli. when the rebuild start or Fantilli. Yeah. That should be the rebuild. That will be the start of the rebuild right there. Yeah, that's where that's where you want the team to start being a bit better. But like right now, like this is this is teardown still. Yeah, I just <laughs> It's like you you got a problem with this hockey right now. Oh man, I got some bad news for you. <laughs> like yeah. it hasn't even begun to be bad. Well, the crazy thing to me too is like if you the the fans that don't want this kind of thing to happen, and it's like you should be competitive, you should be competitive. It's like, okay, we if we wanted to try and be competitive, then we're stuck outside the playoffs anyway without a good pick. And we're just going to be shit for next like 10 to 15 years. Guess what? Like, it's going to hurt. <laughs> guess how, guess how the, the, the last 15 year or whatever that dynasty era was black caught. They're really fucking bad. They got the third overall pick one year, Jonathan Taves, the following year, they got the first overall pick. Patrick Kane. They also had the third round pick of the year before. <laughs> Cam Barker was that <laughs> third overall pick? Yeah, Cam Barker. Oh, he turned into Nick Letty, so that worked. He wasn't Cam Barker was not bad. He, wasn't he bad, was not good just... <laughs> for a long time. He was he, fine. He was a he was Kirby Doc. Like he was, I think, oversold into the position that he got drafted in, and it just yeah. never was gonna live up to it. Even if he was drafted like mid first round or late first round. His career would have been completely different because the expectations would have been nice and low. Like, like he was like positioned to be like the savior of the Blackhawks defense, being drafted third overall. But the the, the whole point is, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna it's gonna be brutal. But it has to happen in order to get this next young core solidified. Like, just think how exciting it's gonna be. Say say it's Fantilli. We draft Fantilli, we let him go back to Michigan next year. So not only are we have a, a top two a franchise type of player in our system being drafted, we're also not going to have him on the team. So we'll have a really good shot at probably another top three pick the following year. Yeah. In the meantime, while we're playing bad hockey, he's tearing it up in Michigan 
with hopefully a healthy Frank Nazar and yep. they're getting chemistry and learning to play with each other. And they could come back to Chicago when the next year, maybe, I mean, two, two years, maybe I don't, whatever they decide to come back. And right there, you have a potential Keen Taves type of core right there for the forwards coming, coming in. Then you have Borshinsky, Del Mastro, um, Nolan Allen, like the defense core is just going to be fucking ridiculous. Like there are so many good, but it's like, well, this is the need... fourth one right now that's on Team Canada. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh, the forward. Oh, the is it a forward? forward? Yeah, the court forward is Colton Doc. Oh, Colton Doc. Okay. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's just three three, three defensemen. That's yeah. right. That's fine. Which, which the projected lineup for the World Cup right now has each Blackhawk prospect on each on um, the left side yeah <laughs> it's, it's like they dominate the left side right now yeah, yeah but it's like you have to we, we talk i feel like we talk about this every single or precious every single episode it's like you have to think about the future and get excited about the future and look at the possibilities and it's even if the hots fall to like the third overall pick that russian kid um mitchkoff mitchkoff by the time his deals up with rush his russian team and we decide if he wants to come and he comes over that's another time when the Hawks, or Hawks are going to hopefully be competitive again. So that's not the worst case scenario right there either. I mean, that just even pushes back like our cap hits. Like Kirill Kaprizov, he just got to the wild, what, two, three years ago? Yeah. At the age of like 24. Yeah. And he's tearing it up. He made, what was it? I saw a stat recently that he, uh, fewest games to 200 points. He actually reached 200 points quicker than Connor McDavid. Granted, he's also, Started his career in the NHL at 24 versus 18, but yeah. that's so fucking impressive that you right. you have a guy that comes in and just immediately has that kind of an impact. And like, if the Hawks are going to be bad, they draft third and they get Mitchkov possibly, and he doesn't come to the show for until he's like 22, 23. The Hawks aren't even trying to win until like he's around that age yeah. anyway. If yeah. he comes in and he's on a fucking ELC at that point, not making like multi millions, like that's huge. Yeah, <laughs> that's one. That's one of those times when, like, if your team is really young and really good, and you still have all these guys on like entry level contracts, and he comes in on that too, you go into the free agency and you can get a guy for a year or two that's like 28, 29 and in their prime, and just also fucking contribute and like make a playoff push there, and like that's when you win games, and that's where you get the experience for the young guys, and then it's like fuck, man, we got the next like ten years with these fucking guys that are like nineteen, twenty one to twenty three. Huge, huge yeah. right there. You're gonna know we're the scene's about to be competitive when you get the same like 0809 vibes. Oh yeah. Like that. And then you go and you get host you, you lose in the conference final of Detroit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you you finally see like, okay, this this new core is ready to compete. Let's go get the 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 pieces to to make this happen. And that's when you get your Hosa, you get um I don't even know if we'll ever see like another Hosa. That's insane. Yeah. He's so good. He's Fucking amazing. I miss him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shut a tear. Yeah. But I don't even know how we got there. But anyways, like trade Seth Jones. That's how we were talking about Seth Jones. Yep. Trade. But it's yeah, it's if they can do it where it doesn't fuck with the cap, that's I'm all for it. If it's gonna really fuck the cap over until for as long as it's gonna gonna have to, that's where I'm kinda like you almost just have to eat the contract, I think. 
Yeah, kind of. I'm sure. I mean, it gets easier to trade, like as years go on. Right, because you can. Yeah, because you. It's, can... Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right. Uh, you got anything else for Hawks? Nah, I All think right. that's about it. Yeah, let's. We'll go real quick through NHL talk here. I know it's coming up on a holiday, so probably not. Don't want to listen to a long ass podcast, anyways. Um, so real quick. Funny moment in the league. Uh, McCarr last night waved off a penalty. Um, admitted to the ref that he just fell. He wasn't tripped. Luckily, the Avalanche were able to still win the game, but it's fucking hilarious that he did that. And he even said he went to the locker room, he apologized to the team. He goes, I've never felt so guilty in my life. Yeah, right. <laughs> but he did have a funny comment. He goes, I probably did save that um, ref some social media bashing. So that was that was kind of funny. Vancouver, Vancouver sounds like they are about to go into a full blown rebuild. Um, Selling every saying everybody is available except Elias Pettersson, which blows my mind there too. That you're going to try to rebuild. I mean, Pettersson's good, but you're going to he's already he's getting up to the point where it's like he's not young anymore. It's it's weird to me too because it's like you just signed JT Miller after like a bunch of offseason talk of like where is he gonna go like where would he be traded to and then they finally like sign an extension for him and it's it, Brock Besser is not having a great year and then they can't get an extension in place for Bo Horvat so they're like everyone's available we can't yeah. have them to fuck it <laughs> like I mentioned too they said they said it would take a massive tr- offer to move Quinn Hughes but. I think like I said before recording, I think fucking New Jersey should call him up and see what massive is and get all the Hughes brothers in the one team. What if they're like, okay, we'll give you Quinn, but you have to give us Luke. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, sorry, Quinn. You're you're gonna be stuck in Vancouver then. Um, but yeah, it'll be interesting to see what that's another one too. Like their whole ownership, like they need like new, I don't know if it's ownership or management or what, but they need a full on revamp there. Like they got the fans are chanting, sell the team during games mm, and all nice. that kind of stuff. Yeah. It's, it's getting ugly in Vancouver. A uh, lot of injuries going on through the league. Um, Blake Wheeler is out for a month after having groin surgery. Nate Schmidt is out four to six weeks. I forgot to write down what he's out for. Um, Cam Atkinson, who hasn't played this year, is officially out for the season having neck surgery. Um, Luke Coonan from San Jose tore his ACL, so he's done for the season. And Boone Jenner uh, from Columbus broke his thumb. He's out four weeks. What fucking team is Nate Schmidt on? Nate Schmidt is on Winnipeg. Oh, okay. So he's got a shoulder. Shoulder, okay. Um, so that's going to be interesting to see how Winnipeg... Oh, it said he has a uh, concussion, too. <laughs> Jesus. And a shoulder. Fucking um, yikes. Buddy. It'll be interesting to see how, how Winnipeg responds to that. I know they're kind of like... I think they're dealing with a lot of issues at their, their on their defensive side. I don't know if it's injuries or, or just it's not on par. Uh, but then Blake Wheeler was having a pretty decent season. Now he's out for a month. It's going to be curious to see if they're going to be able... If the, it's going to be the test. Are they for real? Are they really this going to playoff competitive team or is it just a flash in the pan type of thing and if i'm numb i'd be giving the blackouts a call and seeing if uh taze would want to come home just me though you 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 need some face off to be one yeah, <laughs> i guess but what? We, we got the guy 
<laughs> Winnipeg up the middle, if say they did pick up Taves, what is it? Um Shifley. Yep. Then Pierre Dubois. Dubois. And then Lowry. Lowry, you move like move Taves to a third line role. Let him yeah, I guess so. let him rest a little bit and get a full on less responsibility. You're able to like, you know, really activate what um uh, Taves can do. Yeah. That might not be the worst idea. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the last thing I have here is uh, there has been some talks about the NHL expanding their schedule to an 84-game season, which would in turn make the preseason only four games. Oh, no. So that would be interesting. I'm just I know it's just a cash grab at this point, but... Yeah, well, didn't they say they wanted some more inner... Um, conference rivalry. Yeah, there was forming. Uh, like who? Like what do you, do we get? Like a third Detroit game? Is that what it no, is? Oh, here, there. Where was it? Sorry, I should have had this pulled up. Uh, you're okay. Um, <laughs> where was it? There's a list of how it was broken down. I remember seeing it. I honestly just don't remember. So, okay, so what makes the most sense is the team should play inside the division for, um, four teams, which gives you 32 games, each division in the same conference twice, which gives you 16 games. Then they play every opponent of the other conference twice for a total of 32 games. This leaves two games left over, which can rotate against a rival team for uh, for a total of 82 games. 84. Right. Oh, yeah, you're right. This I don't know why I'm reading this one because they nothing they wrote makes is real. <laughs> um, yeah, I just remember seeing it. I don't remember exactly what it was. Um, uh, there was like, like there's so many hockey counts now I follow that I just I don't know which one I read it on. Yeah, and it's hard to find again. <laughs> was a puck report maybe? This is a great podcasting, guys. Let's go. Right. Uh, um NHL discussions. Uh I don't know. Let's, let's see real quick. Oh my god, did you see just... Hurdle suspended two games for fucking two handing a guy across the throat? Yeah, why not, man? Oh shit. Actually, because now I'm just like scrolling. I'm just fucking scrolling through. How about uh, I don't know if you guys had seen this, but the Jordan Everly goal against Winnipeg, where he's spinning backhand and he goes bar down. Oh no! I, oh, look that up if you haven't seen it because it is so nasty. He just he just catches a pass in the lower left dot and then goes from forehand, just like carries it backhand, just continues like his spin with the puck and then just roofs it. It's insane! Oh my god, I'm getting so frustrated not being able to find this. Well, I guess it never happened then. Never happened then. Um. Oh, how about Kevin Hayes being healthy scratched? Yeah. <laughs> now we're just finding things while we're trying to look for the other <laughs> stuff. Yeah. Oh Leading God, point this... scorer for fucking Philly. And Torts is just like, nah, we don't want it. <laughs> NHL.feeds on Instagram. The picture they picked of Kevin Hayes when they like, were talking about him being health bombed. So fucking funny. Um, okay. Well, whatever. Yeah. 84 games is potential. Like, it's not a for sure thing. They're talking about it. But I think it'd be cool. Two extra games to watch. Yeah. I, was, I mean, 
more hockey is more hockey. I like that a lot. I just wonder if that would – no, that wouldn't really fuck with the playoffs at all. Just push it back. Uh, not even push it back. because no, it, would, it, would, really, it, would, yeah, it, it shortens the, the preseason. So, okay. So, yeah. Unless you got anything else? Nah. All right. Episode 206. Sure. Question mark. I do this again. Last episode or a couple episodes ago, we're on 203, like five episodes in a row. Uh, no, this is episode 205. I am one off again. So, episode 205. What do you want to call it? Uh, officially in Loserville. You know what's hilarious? I have dead last with three exclamation marks on the top of my paper, but I like officially Loserville. How about Loserville population Blackhawks? <laughs> Yeah, man. Either way. <laughs> All right. Uh, I just really hope that we don't give up any more hat tricks for the rest of the month because I feel like we're giving away like I don't know, Christmas presents to every fucking team. Yeah, let's at least go through a couple games. Let's get through Christmas. After Christmas, we'll give up. We can give up a hat trick again. That's I'm saying the rest <laughs> of the month is a little not against St. Louis. Fuck that. No, yeah, not against St. Louis. Fuck St. Louis, and I hope fucking Bennington. I hope we fucking destroy them. God, Bennington, so great. But all right, so yeah, uh, episode two oh six, officially Loserville. I don't know, Loserville population blocks. I don't know, whatever. I forgot what we. One of those. I'll listen back to it again. Um, hope everybody that celebrates has a great Christmas and are able to enjoy a good holiday with friends and family. If you're in Chicago or you know Midwest, I hope you guys stay warm and avoid this don't have to go out in this crazy storm that's coming it's going to be fucking nuts up to reporting like 19 inches of snow possibly by saturday oh it's gonna be like 50 degrees here you dick (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's gonna be one degree on friday six degree on saturday and four degree on sunday so you're a a dick (laughs) 51 on christmas so uh all right so make sure to follow um us on social media at WCB podcast. Listen to the show on Apple podcast, Spotify, YouTube, five-star review on Spotify and on Apple podcast. And yeah, we will, we'll check in the next one. All right. Love boys. Bye. Thanks for listening to the WCB podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you heard this podcast to connect with Jerem and Tanner. Check out the boys at WCB podcast on all social media. We'll see you next time.